0: Bless the Lord on oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Come on, somebody. Give God the praise that he's worthy of. Come on and worship him. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Bible says, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Because God's been too good, he's been too faithful, he's been too loving. He's been too merciful for me to come up in this church, sit on there like he hadn't been good. Come on, if you know he's been good, put your hands together and just give God the best praise that you know how. He's worthy. He's worthy. Father, we magnify you. We bless your name. I feel God in this place. I feel the spirit of worship in this place. I feel like it was a good thing to come to Glenville SDA Church today feel like y'all believe in the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, it's just been a few moments, but I sense God's presence here. And I thank him. I, I sent, there, There's an authentic spirit that's in this building today. And I thank the Lord for it. I thank the Lord for the prayers, the authenticity in the prayers, the authenticity in the worship. Uh, to God be the glory. That's why we come. That's why we show up. That's why I show up. I don't come here to see or be seen, but we come to bless the name of the Most High God. Give him the praise that he's worthy of. Good evening, church. Has God been good to you? Is he still a wonder to your soul? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give him the praise and the blessings. Um, It's good to be here at Glenville Church. Uh, As your pastor said, so many great things are happening in this place. Do I have a witness out there? If I said that at Calvary, if I said so many good things happening in Calvary, the folk would shout. So many good things happening in Glenville. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord is blessed, the Lord is good. And I just just hearing from my friend how the Lord has been blessing uh, this congregation, reading about you all in the visitor, uh, and and hearing the plans that the Lord has set out uh, for you all out in the Euclid community. Yeah. Oh, to God be the glory. Yes. To God be the glory. God, God, God is awesome, God is awesome. And praise God for the vision, praise God for the man of God who has who has, has the vision, I want to give honor to God, who's the head of my life, but also to thank uh, your pastor, who is a man of God, who is a man of integrity, who is my, my friend, who is my brother, and I have been uh, blessed just to be in your presence, man, just for these last couple hours of us uh, hanging out at a pastor's conference. You know, sometimes preachers need to get the word, too. Preachers need to be, be filled and blessed and preached to and edified and taught. Amen. I've learned that I don't know everything. And I'm humble enough to, to submit myself and uh, hear, hear the teachings of another, but it's been a blessing, Preacher, to be in your presence and just to uh, reminisce on how the Lord has been uh, good and showed favor uh, in your life and, and in your ministry. Almost 20 years now, the Lord has uh, yoked us together, prayer partners, brothers, uh, groomsmen in my wedding. Uh, he has been right there by my side. And I thank God for, for this man of God. I think back, if I could just tell stories about your pastor. Yeah. Yeah, he's a man of God, y'all know that, but y'all know the other things too. Y'all know your pastor has lost his mind, but God has had mercy on him. I think back to, to my days, our days at Oakwood when I used to, to whoop up on him, our days uh, in the seminary when I used to whoop his behind. Uh, he, he, he's my friend, I'll tell the truth. I'll tell the truth, but um, he still remembers that day that he washed my car. still remember the day that he cooked me breakfast in a Laker jersey. Let, let's preach the word. Let's, the, word. Let's the, word. Let's the word. let's get to 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 the word. Who came to hear a word from the Lord today? Let's get into God's word. Turn to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 50. Hallelujah. Genesis, the 50th chapter. We try not to take too much time tonight. Let's preach the word and get on out of here. Amen. Genesis, the 50th chapter, I'm going to invite you to look at verses 15 through 21. Genesis chapter 50, looking at verses 15 through 21. I've got some family that is in the house here tonight. Amen, somebody. Good. Praise the Lord. I've got my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law that's here and their family. I praise God for them. Cliff and Charlize Reynolds and my nieces and nephews, Caris and Corell. Praise God. They came all the way from Canton, Akron, uh, just to be here to worship with us today. So we praise God. Praise God for His goodness. Genesis, the 50th chapter, looking at verses 15 through 21. Out of honor for the word, I'd like to invite you to stand today as we read Genesis, the 50th chapter. Can you all hear me okay? Genesis 50, looking at verses 15 through 21. When you have it, won't you say, Praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Let's start out with verse 15. The word the Lord reads, let's read together. And when Joseph's brethren Saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. Keep reading, verse 16. Save much people alive. Now therefore, hear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Thank God for the word. He says in verse 20, but as for you, you thought evil against me. See, some of y'all can't shout there because everybody's your friend. But as for you, you thought evil against me. But God meant it unto Oh, good God Almighty. God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. I came for a few minutes to talk to the brothers in the house. Any men in the house today? I came just to talk to our men today. Talk to our men today. I want to minister on the message, the best man. The best man. Won't you bow your heads as we pray? Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we lift your name on high. We magnify you. We thank you, God, every day of our life because you've been faithful. You've been faithful, Lord, when we have been faithless. Lord, while we were yet sinners, you died for us. Hallelujah. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for sanctification. Thank you for power to live right when I didn't want to be right. But we thank you, God, that your spirit is still here and you're still changing lives today. God, we ask, Lord, that you would do an edifying work in the body of Christ tonight. Let your spirit have his way, we pray in Jesus' name. And let all God's people say amen and amen. The best man, the best man. The Best Man, in 1999, a film debuted nationwide, uh, depicting the dramatic personal lives of young, up-and-coming, affluent African-Americans. The film was entitled The Best Man. Uh, Uh, The movie, at times, depicts the raunchy exploits of the main character who is the best man in his friend's upcoming wedding celebration Uh, but one of the dirty secrets of the movie is that at one time the best man had a sexual relationship with the bride-to-be and is trying to hide it from his friend the groom i know y'all don't watch tv so y'all y'all didn't see that movie In a dizzying storyline of who's really with whom, the best man details the sordid exploits of a young man in his pride. Making money. Uh Having fun. Non-committal in his relationships. Deceptive in his friendships. Unrestrained in his sexuality. And completely disconnected spiritually. And he's the best man. It fits seamlessly into Hollywood's depiction of contemporary manhood. You see, the movies tell us that real men are emotionless, tough guys that are not cut out for family life, guided only by their desire for sex and money. If this is Hollywood's version of manhood, Hollywood's depiction of black manhood is even worse. Somebody better talk to me today. In the movies, the black man is depicted as the hustler, as the pimp, as the gangster. It's no coincidence that Denzel Washington wins the Academy Award for Best Actor, uh, not for his great performance in Malcolm X. Now you ain't getting no awards for that. <laughs> That's an educated black man doing something, trying to change. No, no awards. Uh, it, it, it's no surprise that he did not get an award uh, for his wonderful uh, portrayal in glory. Uh, he, he didn't get anything for, for, for his uh, dramatic uh, presentation uh, uh, representing Hurricane Carter. Uh, but, but, but he gets the award for training day. Y'all don't hear me today. <laughs> Where he plays a crooked and lawless thug cop. Black men are violent. The black man is irresponsible. The black man is out of control. I wish I was preaching to some brothers today. Modern society has eviscerated masculinity. Oh, yes, it has. You can turn on any television station. Men are not men anymore. Oh, don't, don't tempt me today. Men are more commonly the object of ridicule. A routinely depicted like the comical Homer Simpson. Overweight, lazy, kids don't respect him. Son calls him Homer. Wife merely tolerates him. Denigrated by his in-laws. Jealous of his neighbor, whose only quest in life is to have donuts and a six-pack of beer. That's the depiction of manhood today. But, beloved, if this is society's picture, if this is society's depiction of the man, the church's example of manhood is no better. I'm going to preach to that light right there. Go to any church in anywhere, USA, and you're bound to find the nasty deacon that can't keep his eyes off Sister So and so's blouse. Trying to get an extra hug from the usher happy Sabbath (laughs) the the, the preacher who uses his platform and power to sleep with women in the church or or the active churchman that's involved in every ministry here early morning all the way till late open up the church uh, doing everything in the church but neglecting his family or, or, or Jimmy Two-Faced that, that gets his shout on in church but goes home and beats his wife and cusses out his kids. We make manhood look so weak, so hypocritical, so irresponsible, and unattractive uh, that nowadays it's rare to even find real men in the church. The roles of our church are primarily filled with women. Because we've done such a bad job representing manhood. We've done such a poor job representing manhood that our boys no longer want to grow up and be men. They want to be gay. I can't be politically correct today. I know some of y'all won't vote for me, but two weeks ago, some of y'all might've been impressed. Y'all might've thought that it was a historic moment in the sports world, but I was disgusted to my stomach with what I saw. Big old strapping husky man. Good black man. God made him for a woman. I there' they dare, locking his lips with another man. And the church ought to repent because we did not present the example of manhood. And so since we don't show what a man should look like, the world says, well, forget that. We don't want to be like you. Let's figure it out on our own. Our boys don't want to grow up and be men anymore. Our girls don't want to grow up and marry men anymore. They want women. Our families are dysfunctional. Our money is funny. Our relationships are in disrepair. Is this the best that manhood has to offer? Is manhood all about the the measure of your biceps or the notches on your bed? Is manhood, real manhood, uh, all about how many figures you got in your bank account or how many shiny rims you got on your car? Is manhood all about uh, if you can hold your liquor or how many girls you can play at the same time? Is that what real manhood is all about? Because that's all it looks like we're demonstrating in the body of Christ. When God created man, he gave him three commands. How many commands? Three. He gave him three commands. He said, rule, subdue, produce life. Brothers, when God created you, he gave you three commands. Rule, subdue, produce life. Somebody get this in your spirit. Brothers, when God created you, he said, rule, subdue, produce life. Number one, he said, rule. He said, let us make man in our own image and let him have dominion dominion You're supposed to rule, not beat your wife. You're supposed to rule like Christ. The dominion that God calls you to have, he calls you to extend the power of God into every area of your life. That's dominion. That's kingdom dominion. That's what God calls about. See, and that don't work with church folk anymore, and that's why most brothers don't come to church, because we know how to rule in church, but you ain't doing nothing out there. Good God Almighty, but but the, the dominion that God called you to have, you're supposed to rule in your family, yeah. you're supposed to rule in your finances, yeah. you're supposed to rule in your First church, seat. you're supposed to rule in your community. Yeah. 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 Oh Ain't God no thug supposed to be taking over your neighborhood. Right, right. Oh, God yeah. said you're supposed to rule that. Yeah. Where the brothers at? Yeah. God called you to rule. Yeah. God calls you not only to rule, but God called you to subdue. Brothers, say subdue. Yeah. Subdue. Yeah. subdue. that's something a real man, a real man likes to wrestle the lion. Likes to slay the bear, likes to slay the drag. It's a namby-pamby man that don't want to get his hands dirty, that want to sit down, don't want to wrestle nothing, don't want to go through any struggle, any fight. But a real man knows how to fight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, a real man is down to subdue, amen? God put that in your spirit. He said subdue. He said be fruitful, multiply, and subdue the earth. He said, subdue the earth. The entire natural order is supposed to be in subjection to you, brothers. The animal's supposed to be scared of you.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Walk
0: down the hood, I ain't scared of no pit bulls. <laughs> The whole natural kingdom is supposed to be in subjection to you, brothers. That's what God said. And so when Jesus said, watch this, when Jesus said, speak to the mountain and let the mountain be moved, he was simply uttering the same command that he gave 6,000 years ago when he told manhood, subdue. If you speak to it, it'll move out your way. If you command it, it'll have to get out the way. Subdue. Subdue rule. Yeah. Somebody say rule, brothers. Rule. 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 Subdue. Somebody subdue. say subdued. subdue. Subdue and produce life. Yeah. Produce life. Yeah. life. Produce life. Somebody say produce life. Yeah. Brothers, I've been called to produce life. Yeah. You've been called to produce life. Yeah. God, God, has, God has created every man in here. You are to be a creator.
1: Yes.
0: Little C. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A, a creator, you are a producer of, you're a life giver and that's why the devil hates you because he's not a creator he, he can't bring life when you step into situations you're supposed to produce life let, let me help some brothers in the natural, in the act of sexual intimacy God calls the man you are to project yourself and when you project you release life into the environment into the womb God calls the brothers to insert yourself into that dead community and produce life. There should be no such thing as a broken home in a house of a man of God. Why? Because you're there to, uh, to release life. If you ain't releasing life, uh, they, they have a name for that. They call it impotence. And part we got it in the body of Christ. We got a lot of men playing around, a lot of spiritual foreplay, but ain't nobody producing life. Yes. 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 Still deadness in the church. Fifty percent of the marriages messed up. Children not in the house of God. Ain't producing no life. Communities broken down. Uh, homes uh, broken into and destroyed. Why we're not producing life? Good God Almighty. Yes. That was the natural order of God. That was the natural order of God. And now, because of the invention of the enemy, he is trying to take what God created. He is trying to, he is, he has perverted it. And that is the true sin. Hear me, somebody. I'm not beating up anybody in your lifestyle and all that. Other, but that's the true sin of homosexuality. It goes against the natural command that God created you to produce life. Hear me, hear me, somebody. Homosexuality is the devil's master plan to destroy the human race. Come on, let's follow this thing to its natural conclusion. If every man is just supposed to to be with a man and every woman's supposed to be with a woman, the, the human race would die out in one generation. And what Satan had been trying to accomplish for 6,000 years would be accomplished in about 50, 60, 70 years because ain't nobody producing. Nobody's releasing and producing life. Purse. 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 Brothers, God called you to rule. God called you to subdue. God called you to produce life. That was the calling that God put on every man under the sound of my voice. Oh, good God almighty. But we, we, we've fallen down from our calling. We've fallen so far away from it. We're not ruling anymore. We're not subduing. We're not producing life anymore. Uh, why? What has happened? What has happened? We've let our demons uh, get the best of us. We let our personal demons, anybody in the balcony, I'm going to preach right there so y'all don't think I'm talking. We let our personal demons get the best of us where we're no longer ruling, no longer subduing. Uh, Let me help somebody out because you're not with me right now. There's a song they used to sing about 30 some odd years ago. Uh, uh, Why must I be like that? Why must I chase the cat? Nothing but the... Oh, 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 y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. it, Y'all heard it. Y'all, y'all heard it, y'all know it, y'all know it y'all got the beat in your head right now the devil is a lie, trying to sit there looking all Adventist and I don't know what that is, I've been singing nearer my God to thee, no, no, the devil is a lie you, you know what the preacher's talking about yes, that's, that's real. That's real. preach I messed up, it's on the inside of me When I want to do right I, I can't, I, I've got an issue with pornography yeah. I, I, I've got I can't even look at women the right way I can't look at you without undressing you and looking at your form and looking at your breasts. I I messed up. I got issues. It's my inner demons. It's the demon of lust. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Good God Almighty, it's a spirit. But spirits can be broken. Spirits can be bound. The Bible says that once the strong man comes, the strong man can defeat the spirit. Amen, somebody. Uh, Our personal demons get the best of us, the demons of anger. The demons of anger get in the best of us. I'm talking to brothers right now. The demons of anger, uh, and it can stem, uh, angry brothers can stem from abuse, can stem from powerlessness, can stem from what you saw when you grew up. Uh, And for most men that are angry and and explode, uh, the reason for that is uh, they've never learned, we've never learned how to express emotion. expressing emotion for brothers was considered girlish. You don't need a hug, man. Walk it off, boy. And so we've suppressed it. And and watch this. When, When a man doesn't know how to express his emotions, he keeps it inside and he bottles it down until one day, like a pressure cooker, like a time bomb, it explodes. Leaving behind the casualties of a broken family. Leaving behind the casualties of a split church. Leaving behind the casualties of a jacked-up community, yeah. I'm talking about when a man is angry, yeah. uh, the demons of sexuality, uh, the demons of, of anger, the demons of alcohol and drug use. What what started out as just a casual habit, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, just taking a little hit, has turned into a coping mechanism. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes. And, and now is how you escape wow. in a church. Wow. And, and now. You can't stop. I can't stop drinking because everybody in my family is a drunk. I can't kick this habit because it's rooted in my bloodline. Preacher, I can't be there for my kids because my daddy wasn't there for me. I can't get ahead because nobody will help me. I can't manage my money because it's all I I, I learned how to do. Uh, Nobody ever showed me how to manage my money. I I can't stop chasing women because it's all that I know how to do. I can't let go of pornography because I've been looking at it my whole life. I can't have a happy marriage because my daddy didn't have a happy marriage. I can't raise a successful family because I don't know what success looks like. Our lives as men have become defined by what we can't do. Oh, but the devil is a liar. Where the devil has said, I can't, God's word says, I can. Hear me, somebody. God's word says you can do it. He said, I can do, help me, somebody, all things through Christ, which what? Which strengthens me. I can. Yes, somebody say, I can. I can. I, I can have a bright future and become a success. Yes, I can. I I can have a happy family and a blessed marriage. Yes, I can. I can have godly friends and wholesome relationships. I can get a job. The devil is a lie. I can start my own job. I can go back to school. I can buy my own house. I can raise my children to know the Lord. I can do it. I'm able, I can, do Do I have any brothers here today uh, that can say with your your bass voice, with your loud brother's voice, say, "I I can. Come on, brother, somebody say it, I can. Come on, say it like you want the devil to hear you. I can, I can, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The devil has caused us to slip so far back from God's ideal of manhood, but I declare tonight it's time to get it back. In Jesus' name, it's time to get back God's ideal for what a man should be. Are you hearing me today, church? How can we get God's ideal for manhood back? How can we get back to the real standard for masculinity? How can we live the best possible life as men on this earth? how can we become the best man? In Genesis the 37th chapter, the Bible tells us the story of a man by the name of Joseph. Joseph, are y'all still with me tonight? Joseph is uh, the the, uh, one of 12 children. His daddy is Jacob. Daddy's name means thief. Can y'all imagine your mama naming you thief? Crook. Every time they call come here, come here, thief. <laughs> but, 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 but that's Joseph's daddy, and Joseph is a man of integrity. Just a footnote, uh, you don't have to be bound by your past and by what your daddy or your granddaddy did. They might have been called thief, but God will call you blessed in Jesus' name. Uh, Joseph is one of 12 uh, children. He is well favored. He is loved. Joseph has a good character. Yes, he does. He's one of the few people, as a matter of fact, he's one of the few people in the Bible that the Bible has absolutely nothing negative to say. I dare you to look all throughout Scripture. You will not find one negative word about Joseph. You'll find stuff about his daddy. You'll find stuff about his kids. But you won't find anything that the Bible says negative about Joseph. Are you hearing me tonight? Joseph's life, Joseph's life is filled with peaks and valleys. It's filled with triumphs and failures. It's filled with victory and pain. And therefore, Joseph's life provides an excellent model for real manhood. So I, I hope you all don't mind if we just look at a few quick lessons from the life of Joseph. I, we might as well look at a man who did do it right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I, I'm talking about going back to the ideal, going back to God's standard. Let's look at Joseph's life. Turn to Genesis 37 and verse 5. Very quickly, very quickly. A couple principles from the life of Joseph, this best man, becoming the best man. Genesis 37 and verse 5. When you have that, come on, say praise God. It says, let's read it together. It says, and Joseph, what? And Joseph did what, brothers? I, all I hear is the ladies out here. And Joseph did what? Dream. Oh, there we go. And yeah, they said this is a men's conference. <laughs> all the men left behind. The sisters out there. T- Earth.
1: Earth. Earth.
0: And Joseph dreamed a dream and he did what? He told it to his brethren. And what did they do? They hated him even more. Principle number one, brothers, principle number one for, for, for God's ideal of manhood. Get a vision. Brother, say get a, get, a get a vision. Get a vision. Get a vision. Get a vision. See something. See something, see, see something crazy, but to make sure you see something, amen, somebody. Dream. Have, have some direction. Find a purpose. Find a goal. It's a sad thing when a brother has no vision. Uh-oh, it's hard seeing a man that's lost his vision. It's something about his posture that says, I ain't going nowhere. It's something about his gaze. He's looking down on the ground. He's sitting on the street corner. He's watching life go by. He's watching others fulfill their destiny while he's sitting and not fulfilling his own. Oh, oh, it's it's one of the worst things you'll ever see in life is a man that has lost his vision. Uh, A man that has lost his vision wanders through life aimlessly like a tumbleweed. Just kind of blowing with any... If somebody, Hey, let's do this. All right, let's do it. All right, no, no, don't go to that church. Past day right. Let's go to this. All right, let's do it. <laughs> hey, come on, let's go to the party, man. It's about to be live tonight. All right, let's do it. Uh, like a tumbleweed, just going to the left, to the right. Uh, 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 like, like a tumbleweed blowing in the wind. You'll follow negative friends. Why? Because you don't have a vision. Without vision, the Bible says the people perish. Without vision, a man perish. Without a vision, you are destined to make, hear me, brothers, one bad decision after the next bad decision, after the next bad decision, after the next bad decision. And you think that because you hopping from this chick to this chick, can I say that in this church? that, that, that something's going to change. No, ain't nothing going. your vision needs to change. Her name is different, but her spirit is the same. But, 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 but if you would get a vision, you would say, Delilah, is not for me. <laughs> Make one bad decision after the next. Uh, why? Because there is no driving goal. There is no vision that provides that direction for your life. Bible says that Joseph dreamed a dream. Joseph had vision. Uh, and he was almost nervous to tell his brothers, but, but he went and he shared it with his brothers. And, you know, folk don't like vision oh no they don't they will. if you want to get some folks start hating on you oh yeah. uh, 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 you go ahead and get them talk, talk about the dreams that God put in your heart yeah. talk, talk about what you're going to do with your family talk, talk about uh, the new job and the new, talk about you, you going back to school and getting an educated what, girl what you doing all that for yeah. Yeah. if you want to have a lot of friends don't have no vision all. oh they'll hang with you if you just want to party But get yourself a vision. Uh Uh-oh, he think he better than us now. See, I, 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 I flip the script now. Well, if you think I'm better, then maybe I am get a vision, get a vision Joseph uh, gets a vision uh, from God he tells it to his brothers and they hate on him Uh, and you guys have got to see this his own brothers, flesh and blood uh, same daddy, uh, uh, flesh and blood they betray him when they see him they said behold the dreamer comes Uh, let us take him, cast him into the pit Uh, let's kill him and then let's see what will become of his dreams and so they betray him they dump him into the pit if you read the text, they didn't lower him down. This is not the sanitized version of scripture. They threw him into a chasm of rocks. So the man got hurt being thrown in a pit by his blood brothers. Y'all hear me today, brothers? He throws them into, he's thrown into that pit. And then uh, to add insult to injury, they take him out, uh, not to bring him back to the family, but to sell him into slavery. Now, now, brothers, let, let's, let's keep it right. I know that you had a lot of people that have done you wrong or done you dirty. But, but you ain't never had nobody, do you, like this? No, no, no. Joseph's brother sold him out, sold him into slavery, and then went to daddy and said, daddy, a wild animal must have devoured him. You lied to my daddy, said I was dead. But but, but, but watch Joseph as as he's there in the pit As he's sold into slavery Uh, Watch Joseph's disposition As he is now traveling with this Ishmaelite Ishmaelite band Uh, uh, Watch Joseph's attitude The Bible uh, says that Joseph doesn't sin Uh, He doesn't get mad and angry at them And there's another lesson that Joseph teaches us Number two, allow adversity to make you better, not bitter I'm talking about becoming the best man. How many of y'all been through something, brothers? So sometimes we have a way when we go through hell and high water, when we go and, uh, and deal with the thorns and the thistles, uh, we, we have uh, a, a way uh, uh, of following, falling into a pity party. Get mad at the world. Won't forgive anybody because what happened 20 years ago mess up all of your future relationships and your current relationship not because of what you're dealing with now but because you have not resolved things 15 years ago That's all right. he- hear me brothers wow. hear me brothers allow the adversity to make you better yeah. now not not bitter yeah. not not bitter brush what they say brush the dirt brush off the, the shoulders, shoulders. Yeah. yeah 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 go ahead stand up uh, they, they said the timex Christian knows how to take a licking and keep on taking a man of excellence, uh, the best man, number one, you got to get a vision, number two, allow adversity to make you better, not bitter. Joseph there, sold into slavery. The word of God says that he is taken. I want you to see this. Turn to Genesis chapter 39. Sold into slavery, and he becomes a servant of a man by the name of Potiphar, an Egyptian captain. The word of God says, I want to read it for you very quickly. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, Egyptian, brought him out of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down hither. And the Lord was... Oh, somebody just missed that right there. Sold out by his brothers. Betrayed. Seemed like his dream was never going to come to pass. But the Bible says, and the Lord was with, brother, no matter what you're going through, you don't have to get mad at the world. If you can keep that confidence on the inside, that God will never leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And if you can hold on to that, you can deal with the prison. You can deal with the slavery. You can deal with the adversity. Why? Because if God be for me, can there be against me allow the adversity to make you uh, better uh, not bitter uh, it says Joseph found grace in the sight of Potiphar and he served him he made him overseer over his house and all that he put uh, into his hand verse 6 and he left all that he had in Joseph's hand and he knew not what he had except the bread that he ate and Joseph was a what Joseph was a god Joseph was a goodly person and what And well favored, becoming the best man, principle number three from Joseph. Commit, number two things, to hard work and integrity. Joseph was not about just being lazy and waltzing into some kind of favor. He said, well, if I'm going to be a servant, I'm going to be a good servant. If I got to clean up this house, this is going to be the best swept floor you ever seen. (laughs) Committing to hard work. And, and you know, that, that's some strange gospel. That's some old-time religion. We don't preach that no more because today uh, we want to be paid in the shade with a glass of lemonade. We want everything to come quick. Instamatic Christians that want everything to happen just like that. You don't want to work hard for it. Lazy Christians that expect everything to happen just like that. The devil is a lie. If there's ever going to be anything of a blessing or value in your life, it's going to mean you're going to have to work hard yeah. for it. Yeah. Hear me, young brothers. You got to work hard for it. Yeah. If it's given to you, you won't appreciate it. If it's handed to you, you won't value it. If it's thrown in front of you, it will not last. Joseph, the best man, he commits to hard work in Potiphar's house, and I'm gonna get get, get, get that word—the I word—integrity. I mean, when nobody's looking, I'm gonna do the right thing. I ain't stealing pens from the office. Oh, good God Almighty. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, y'all know y'all do much more than that. <laughs> Commit to hard work and integrity. Genesis 39 and verse 9. The Bible says, One day while Joseph is working hard and being a man of integrity in Potiphar's house, Oh, good God Almighty. You know, the enemy is not, he, he doesn't like it when you try to stand and be a man of integrity. He's going to throw everything at you. The Bible says one day uh, he happens to get into the house and, and Miss Potiphar is, is looking mighty fine. <laughs> she, she's dressed in her evening attire. The, the, the Egyptian wind is blowing her, her, her nice linen clothes and Joseph happens to walk in and and she looks and you all know the story and she grabs him and she says uh, Joseph uh, uh, lie with me and watch this now because this wouldn't be some of our answer. but but Joseph said my master did all of this for me she looked good because if she if she was not a fine woman there would be no temptation she, 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 she wasn't like what one of them Leah women the Bible said that Leah was tender-eyed that means you kind of had to squint. Oh, but the goal was shapely. Miss Potiphar looked good so much. That wasn't te- if you don't look good, it ain't no temptation. Right. Right. Uh, I, I can be victorious all day. Victory is mine. <laughs> oh, that ain't no time. Go- Come on, brother. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Oh, Miss Potiphar had to be a fine somebody. She was good looking. She was fine. And that's why she was a temptation. And she got the nerve. Come on now. Don't you let no fine woman put her hand on you. <laughs>
1: She put her hand on
0: her and said, Joseph, come lie with me. About 75% of us would have had to take communion That's right. That's the next week and say, God, forgive me. Be coming down to the altar. God, I sin. Cleanse me in Jesus' name. The blood, the blood. But watch what Joseph says. Joseph says, uh, my master has given everything to me. He hasn't withheld anything. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against my God? The thing that made the deci- that helped him make the decision was not his relationship with, with his boss, not how fine she looked, not what pedigree in his family, uh, or where he came from, but the thing that made the decision for him, he said, I can't do this and sin against my God. How many times does your relationship with God dictate your decisions?
1: Oh,
0: I ain't going there, I ain't gonna let God be mad at me. How can I do this great sin and sin against my God? Joseph, the best man. Uh, To be the best man, you got to be like Joseph and let God help you control your sexuality. Oh, somebody say control it. Oh, Oh, God can control it. Yes, he can. Oh, I'm a living witness. Thank you, Jesus. Do I have a witness out there that God can, come on, brothers, don't, don't, don't get sanctified and churchy on me right now, because I'm talking about sexuality. How many of y'all know that God can preserve you? The Bible says, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his throne with exceeding glory, God can keep you. We we'll don't have to use our, 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 our rabbit, our, our, our monstrous sexual libido as a crutch. and as an excuse for us to make ungodly decisions and to uh, bring the kingdom of God into disrepair. Oh, Joseph principle. Let God help you control your sexuality. I can't sin against my God. (laughs) That that, that means I got to know him. I got to have a relationship with him. Because he determines what I do and what I won't do. Not not because of y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Not because of what the conference is going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I can't sin against my God. He's been too good to me. I, I can't sin against my God. And y'all know what happens. Joseph uh, goes from Potiphar's house. He's falsely accused and he's thrown into jail. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And I, I, I just thinking about, just picturing, just envisioning Joseph's situation, I, I, I can imagine. I, I know how I would be. I know how many of you would be. We'd sit there. Nobody knows. <laughs> Come on now. Yes, they sold me in the sled. My brother sold me out. I went and got a job. I got fired. The boss, the boss wife lied on me. I tried to make a stand for God, but these church folk is fake. Ain't nobody trying to stand for Jesus. Now I'm up here in this prison. Ain't nobody calling me. Ain't nobody writing me. And them church folk ain't even calling or coming to visit me. Y'all know how we would be are all consumed with ourself and our pity party. God help us, but that's not Joseph's mindset. What y'all got to see, Joseph doesn't go to the back of the cell, but Joseph goes right there so much so the Bible says in Genesis 39 verse 21 that he begins to help out in the prison. Oh, good God. Joseph is a man's man. He's a man's man. Every time the devil uh, messes him over, he said, I'm still going to serve Jesus. In a pit, I'm still going to serve him. In Potiphar's house, I'm still going to serve him. In prison, I'm still going to serve him. And and, and he serves his God. He blesses the Lord uh, so much so that that the prison guard gives him control of the prison. The inmates are running the asylum. Why, why, why? They're they, they looking at Joseph's example and, and they say, Joseph, you know what? I know you ain't gonna lie. You're gonna be in control of the entire prison. Principle number five of being the best man don't isolate yourself. Yes. Hear me, brothers. When you're going through, I know the temptation is to close in, don't nobody talk to you. I know we need those times, we need those moments by ourselves. Uh, you know, l- uh, ladies process and they figure out what they're gonna do by talking. And simply just by talking and them getting it out. They're not looking for you to give them an answer. I'm going to talk to the sisters today. They're not looking for you to tell them what to do. They just want you to go ahead and listen. But but, but brothers don't process that way. Now, see, we figure out what we're going to do. We we get quiet. We open up the garage. We back out the car. We start washing it. What? Why he's still out there? He's figuring out his problems. He, he's processing right now. Uh, that, 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 that's how the man, you need that sometimes, brother. And ladies, give that to your men. Give him that space to go ahead and process. Amen? Don't be all up under, well, what you thinking? Well, why don't you talk? Why don't you communicate? You know, sometimes, when I got something to say, I'm going to say it. But since I don't know what to say, leave me alone, let me wash the car, and when I get this car and these rims cleaned up, come on and holler at me, and I'll tell you what what we're going to do. Can I get a witness, brothers? But but, but watch this. There are times that you need to do that, but watch it. When you're going through your season, don't isolate yourself. That's the time when you need your friends. That's the time when you need to come to church. Are are you hearing me? I I ain't going to church right now. I'm I'm going through a season. (laughs) We have a way of being so spiritual. I ain't got to go to the house of the Lord. God is with me everywhere. And you use that as an excuse to isolate yourself. Brothers, don't isolate yourself. That's the very time that you need to be in the body of Christ. That's the very time that you need some spiritual, spiritual, spiritual brothers around you. I, I ain't got no bro- uh, brothers around me. The Bible says he that has a friend must first show himself friendly. That, that's how you get some brothers around you. Don't, don't isolate yourself. Joseph doesn't isolate himself. No. But but he gets right out there in the prison. And and I'm telling when the favor of God is on your life, you you can be at Burger King. Can I get a witness somebody? You can be at Burger King and God will still bless you. Somehow the fries will come out better because you're there. Because you ain't dealing with no ordinary French fire. Honey, I got the anointing of God on my life. When I cook these fires, I'm going to put my foot in it. I got the anointing of God, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When the favor of God is on your life. Brothers, don't isolate yourself. Principle number five. Let's keep moving. Principle number six, Genesis 40, verses five through eight. You need to see this. Turn here very quickly. Genesis 40, verses five through eight. Joseph now is in the prison and he's dealing with the inmates in the prison. The Bible says uh, that there's a butler and a baker. One dreams a dream, the other dreams another dream. Joseph gives them the interpretation and he tells them what's going to happen. He helps them out. He helps them out. The best man is always willing to help somebody else. Brothers, can I talk to you for a minute about why we don't advance in our life? Because we're too selfish. We, 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 too, we too focus on our stuff, our issues, what we don't have. Well, I can't do it because I, I don't have that. Uh, you never will have it. God has put opportunities all around you for you to bless somebody, but you're so focused on what you don't have that you're missing your blessing. Stop being selfish. It ain't all about you. Yeah, Get, get, get mad in the house because uh, the uh, wife cooked food for the kids ain't nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> See, some of y'all ain't gonna laugh because y'all mad about that right now. How she gonna cook for the whole house? And I, I'm here struggling. Get yourself a couple slices of bread. Get yourself a gorilla and make yourself a dinner. Amen. And, and, and praise God for it. Amen. Uh, some of y'all, brothers, ain't with me. Some of y'all brothers come from that old school. She better cook for me. Oh, good God Almighty. Always be willing to help others. Stop being selfish. Joseph's not focused on himself. He's in prison. He should be having a pity party, but he's focused on blessing and helping the others get out of their turmoil. Good God Almighty. That's, that's the best man. Whatever my situation is, I'm, I'm there looking to see how I can bless somebody else. Stop being selfish. If we stop being selfish, we'd end up being blessed. Joseph stops being selfish, y'all know the story, the inmate, the, uh, the, the butler gets out, he gets promoted again into the courts of Pharaoh, and he forgets his boy. That's
1: right, that's
0: right. You know, Joseph might be a little disappointed, but he ain't holding a grudge against the guy, yeah. ultimately, and watch, watch the providence of God, that's why I say you don't have to make room for yourself, when the anointing is on your life, God will make room for that's you. Right. That's that's right. Right. If you're patient and if you hold on, brothers. That's right. Uh, God, God will make room for you. The Bible says that Pharaoh has a dream. He can't figure it out. And all of a sudden, a couple years later, the butler is convicted. He said, "Hold up! When I was in the gym, there was this brother. He he, he was awesome, and and he was able to interpret dreams. You know, God will put favor on the lips of somebody to bless you in your situation. You don't even know what's going on, but God will bless them to speak a word of blessing on your life and to bring you out of your prison. Amen. And you ain't had to do nothing." I ain't got to manipulate it. God already got people speaking on my behalf. Yeah. Hallelujah, somebody. Yeah. Come on, man. God. God, God got folks putting in a good word for me right now. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The, the butler says uh, there's this guy that's in the jail, and, and, and they, they, they bring Joseph out and they clean him up. Y'all don't miss this point. He comes uh, before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh says, Are you able to interpret dreams? And he says, No. Yeah, that's right. That's, right. That's, right. That's, story. Yes, that's right. Y'all go back and read the text. Because now, see, if, if, if we got pulled out of jail and cleaned up, and now you're going to meet Barack Obama, and he said, Man, I heard that you the bomb. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> Come on, man. But watch what Joseph does. The moment that he's there, he's in the uh, presence. Pharaoh was king. He was the king of the entire, one of the greatest empires known to man at that time. He is now in his presence, and and Pharaoh is blowing him up. And Pharaoh is saying, man, I know you can interpret it. He said, no, I can't. He he said, but God can. Don't, Don't miss this principle, folks. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Principle number seven for the best man. Don't you ever steal God's glory. When God takes you from the prison to the palace, you better give God the praise. You better say it was nothing but God. It was God. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I would be. See, we get sedity, we get educated. I went to Oakwood, I went here, I got this degree and all of that and you think that you made it now, now that you got the nice car, now that you got the nice house, now that you got the 3.5 kids and a dog. No, 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 the devil is a liar. It was God. And don't you dare steal his glory. He said, I'm God all by myself and I will not share my glory with another. And and, and if you steal God's glory in the moment that he's trying to bless, see, Herod learned that lesson. Oh, man, God exalted him. And they said, oh, he's not a king. He's a God. And he said, yes, I am. (laughs) I said that was the last thing he said. And he fell down dead. God said, I'm God all by myself. I will not share my glory with another. Best man, when God exalts you to the high places, uh, practice it. Go in the mirror and practice. It was nothing but God. When somebody said, man, how awesome you are. Oh, praise God. God is worthy of the praise. Oh, man, that, that, that's a nice ride that you're riding, bro. That's smooth, man. You must have worked real hard. You must got a nice job. Oh, man, the Lord is good. God's favor, man. God, God bless me with this, man. I'm not going to take the glory for myself, but I'm, I'm going to bless God. I'm going to give the Don't you steal God's glory. Joseph is the best man. Number seven, he does not steal God's glory. He is not conceited. He remembers where he came from. And I mean, let, let's tell the truth. All, all of us, I'm, I'm looking around, all of us, just a couple generations removed from, from being under somebody's whip. Yes. Yes. Amen. So I don't care if just your last generation was rich. Generations before that didn't have nothing. So remember where you came from yes. Yes. through it all. Uh, God is the one that has brought me this far. Joseph, the best man, doesn't steal God's glory move very quickly. It says in Genesis 41, verse 39 and 40, when Pharaoh sees all of what Joseph can do, he interprets the dream. Right. And Pharaoh is so in awe of what this man that he's never met can do. The Bible says that Pharaoh puts him in charge, second in command of his entire empire. Can, can y'all believe that? That's, that, that? that's the power of God. That, that's what God uh, does. And so now Joseph is over the entire empire. And y'all need to see this. Turn to Genesis 41, verse 39 and 40. 41, verse 39 and 40. Very quickly, let's go ahead and wrap up here. Genesis 41, verse 39 and 40, it says, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed you all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you are. You shall be over my house, and according unto your word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater. And the Bible says if you read the continuing verses that in the years of plenty, Joseph says, let's keep a fifth part. Let's go ahead and save that. Let's prepare for the famine before the famine comes. That's the Joseph principle for being financially fit uh, and and prosperous, Uh, preparing for the famine before the famine comes. Uh, uh, But Joseph learns to responsibly, watch this, he learns to responsibly manage money. Principle number eight, the best man knows how to responsibly manage money. I'm talking to black men right now. The best man knows how to responsibly manage money. Learn how to responsibly manage money. You know, nobody respects a, a, a man that has no money. Oh, we, we can act like it's not true. <laughs> but, but, but nobody it respects a man who's always broke. I, it's, it's one thing to be broke every now and again. But when I saw you last week, you was broke. When I saw you last month, you was still broke. When I saw you a year ago, you was broke. And I see you today, you still broke. Nobody respects the man that's always broke. And that's a curse over our community and over us as men because we have not learned the principles of effectively managing money. Why? Because when you get money, when you get that tax return, you, you, off, you off to go ahead and spend it. That thing is spent before it even hits your bank account. Matter of fact, you get that check, you take stuff. it to, to the payday loan. You, you take it to the check cashing place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Stay right there, che-
0: because you have not learned the purpose of money. You believe that the purpose of money is to get more stuff. But the right, but the purpose of money is to build the kingdom. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About two people got that today. Yeah. Let me help somebody out right now. If you want more money, start building the kingdom. And money will find you. God, God will begin to pour the money. I'm, I'm speaking to somebody right now. But, but, but you keep thinking that the purpose of money is to buy the latest Jordans, is to buy the latest clothes, is to buy the next car, is to buy the next. No, no, no. God says, I will not give you anything else because what I give, it gets blocked up and it doesn't flow to anybody else. My God. Learn, learn the principles of, 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 of financial management. Learn how to, man, how to responsibly, keyword responsibly manage money. The best man learns how, even if we don't know. Come on, we didn't come up in that. We didn't have a generational legacy passed down teaching us how to handle money. That's all right. That's all right. Don't, don't talk about yesterday. Do something for yourself today. Take a class. Get online and figure out uh, how to responsibly manage money. Joseph knows how to responsibly manage money. And it it gets to the point he is so responsible with with Pharaoh's money that that, that during the famine, he's able to buy up all of the land of Egypt.
1: That's right, that's right,
0: that's right. That's the best man, that's the best man. Principle number nine, let's go ahead and finish up here. Principle number nine, let's finish here, thank you God. Genesis chapter 50, I'm about to close, Genesis chapter 50. Look there at verse 17 through 20. Principles for the best man, number one, get a vision. Number two, allow adversity to make you better, not bitter. Number three, commit to hard work and integrity. Number four, let God help you control your sexuality. Number five, don't isolate yourself. Number six, always be willing to help others or stop being selfish. Number seven, don't ever steal God's glory. Number eight, learn to responsibly manage money. Number nine, Genesis 50, verse 17 through 20. Genesis 50, 17 through 20, the word of the Lord says, so shall you say unto Joseph, forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of your brethren and their sin, for they did unto you what? <coughs> they did unto you evil, and now we pray you, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept oh, when they spake unto him. What's, what's hap- and, and his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me. But that's okay. God meant to take that and turn it around for good. To save much people alive unto this day. Yeah, you were hating on me, but I'm not mad. Because if you didn't hate on me, I couldn't be in the position right now to bless you. And I'd be lost and you'd be lost. We wouldn't have made it. So thank you for hating on me. Yo, yo, you're hating and your adversity made me better. Hear me, somebody. Uh, watch how Joseph deals with his adversity. When his brothers come to him after dad has died, and they say, Joseph, uh, well, we know now that daddy is dead. Uh, he, he's going to be mad. He's going to be angry at us. Uh, and they go to him. They're almost groveling and begging and saying, Joseph, please forgive us. Uh, Joseph said, no, don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm not mad. I forgive you. The best man learns to forgive all those who do you wrong. Forgive. Can I say the F word in here? Forgive come on brothers say forgive. forgive come on brothers practice it right now I forgive you I forgive you, I forgive you. I, I forgive you. What, what, whatever it is you holding on to what, what your wife did, what your ex did what your kids did, what your best friend I forgive you, I forgive you start it in your spirit because when you hold on to unforgiveness you lock yourself in a prison from which you will never escape yeah. 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 that person done moved on with their life got remarried happy, blessed, riding the Escalade doing well <laughs> And, and you there got colon cancer, got ulcers, broken down and mad and bitter. The best man learns to forgive all those who do you wrong. I've kind of learned to do that as well because I've I've done a lot of people wrong as well. And, and, and so I, I need grace and I need mercy. I can't hold nothing over your head because God forgave me. The best man... Forgives all of those who do you wrong. Brothers, learn to forgive. And finally, principle number 10, last principle right here, becoming a best man, the life of Joseph. Verse 21, this is what Joseph says to those guys who threw him in a pit, who told their father that he was dead. He says in verse 21, he says, Now, therefore, fear ye not. I will what? I will nourish you and your what? And your your kids. My nieces and nephews. And he did what? And he comforted them and did what? And spake kindly unto the. If anybody had a right to walk away and hold, hold a grudge. This is like 17 years. He was 17 when he was sold in this. Life. He's 29 years old now. Missed out on his daddy, missed out on his mama, missed all the memories, was out there rotting in prison. They left him for dead. And now he is here as the second in command, looking at them and when he could use his position and power to get back at them, he said, I'm not mad, I forgive you and I'm going the next step. Now I'm going to bless you. I'm going to nourish you, I'm going to take care of your little ones. Principle finally number 10 of being the best man. Always brothers, always, always be committed to your family. Always be committed to your family. I don't care if they don't pick up the phone and call. Always be committed to your family. I don't care if you ain't talked in years. Always be committed to your family. I ain't talking about being an average man. I'm talking about being the best man. Joseph says, after 17 years languishing in jail, I'm still going to bless you. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to nurture you. I'm still going to help you. I'm still going to speak light on your kids. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Joseph Church didn't have a rosy colored life. Hear me, brothers. That's one of the guys that I want to see. He went through the school of hard knocks. Joseph did not have a rosy-colored life. Uh, He wasn't born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He had to learn about life in the school of hard knocks. But no matter what his situation, in a prison or the palace, as a slave or the prime minister, on the mountain or in the valley, he was committed to honoring his God. And God used him to fulfill his potential. Joseph is not just a good man. Joseph is the best man. The best man, church, is the man that gets his vision from God. The best man is the man that allows adversity to make him better. The best man is the man that doesn't isolate himself in times of adversity. The best man is the man that stays connected with his God, with his family, with his friends. The best man is the man that isn't afraid to work hard and isn't afraid to walk in integrity. The best man is the man that controls his sexuality. The best man is the man who is unselfish. The best man is the man who never steals God's glory. The best man is the man that knows how to manage his money. The best man is the man that knows how to forgive those who have wronged him. The best man is the man who's available to his children. The best man is the man who's available to his wife. The best man is the man who's loyal to his siblings. The best man is a man that is respectful to his mother but not ruled by her. The best man is a man that honors his father, but is not limited by him. The best man is a man that is emotionally available to those who are around him. The best man is a man that values character over money that values people over things, that values relationship over promotion, that values integrity over prosperity. The best man is faithful to his God, come what may. I wish y'all would hear me today. The best man is the man that allows God to use him to his fullest potential. The best man is the man that is bold in the face of complacency. The best man is courageous in the face of adversity. He is faithful in times of persecution. He is wise in times of perplexity. He is honorable in the face of compromise. He is sacrificial in the face of extravagance. He is gracious in the face of injury. He is humble in the face of prosperity. The best man, church, is a blessed man. The best man is a favored man. The best man is an anointed man. The best man is a God-fearing man. The Bible says blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seed of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate both day and night and he shall be hallelujah like a tree planted by the rivers of water his fruit shall prosper and whatsoever he does shall prosper the best man is a blessed man do I have any blessed men in the building today do I have any best men in the building today? Do I have any men that want to stand today and say, God, I want to be the best man for you. I want to walk in favor for you. I want to walk in integrity for you. I want to walk in holiness for you. I, I'm sick and tired of playing around. Uh, but, but, but God, I, I want the real. I want the real example of manhood. I I want to reach the true standard of masculinity. If I got any brothers out there today that say, God, I I want your standard for being a man. If that's you, I'll just invite you to come down to the altar right now. God, I want your standard for holiness. Come on, man. Come on, man. Let me talk to the brothers for just a second. Just just to the brothers for just a second. Seasoned men, younger men, boys, I, I, I want to be the best man. I wanna be no cheap imitation. I wanna be a man's man. I wanna be a man that can handle adversity. Thank you, Jesus. I wanna be a man that's responsible in my family. Come on, bow your head right now. Just begin to talk to God and tell God what you want. God, I I, I wanna be the best man. God, I wanna be forgiving to my family. God, I wanna take the pain and I wanna be better, not bitter. Just begin to talk to God right now. I'm going to ask for the sisters of God that are in the body of Christ. It's time for the ladies just to pray for the men. Just extend your hand right now and pray for every man in this church, because if God raises up the brothers in this church, uh, there is no hell that can keep you all down here at Glenville. Hallelujah, God, we bless your name. Father, we magnify you today. Oh, God, we give you the glory and we give you the honor. Oh, Father, there's nobody like you. Oh, Lord, we recognize that you created man. You created us for purpose. You created us to rule. Created us to subdue. You created us to produce life. God, help us to reach your standard for manhood. I reject every ungodly notion of masculinity today in Jesus' name. From the dude that thinks his toughness is in punching his fist into the face of a woman. To the dude who thinks that a limp wrist means that he's still a man. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. And God, I'm praying right now that you would raise up real men. Men of God. Joseph-like men. Men that can be betrayed, sold out, talked about, disrespected. But they're saying, you know what? I'm still serving my God. I'm still going to be faithful. i still take a licking and keep on ticking. Father, we pray and we ask right now that your power would be over every man in Glenville Church. I ask and I pray, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh in this place. Fall on every man, God. Fall on every, fall on every boy in this, in this house. God, I'm praying that we would pass on a legacy where our boys are proud to be men, are proud to be godly men, are proud to have the same wife throughout their entire life, proud to have just one family. And I ain't hating on nobody, but I'm talking about God's standard. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that, that, that you would give us a holiness, that you would give us virtue, Lord. God, that, that you would guide our decision-making, that our decisions would be guided by our relationship with you. Oh, Lord, I pray, God, that you would raise up, God, for devil rebuking men, men that will speak life, God, men that will be bold, that will walk these streets, that will talk to crackheads, that will talk to drug dealers and hustlers and say, this is the way of the Lord. Father, I ask that you would do it in Jesus' name. Father, I, I just rebuke the spirit of homosexuality today. I come against the spirit of lesbianism in Jesus' name. Everything that is a mockery of that which you created, Lord, I rebuke it in Jesus' name, and I pray right now, Lord, that, 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 that we would be bold in our heterosexuality. Oh, Lord, and where we struggle and where we have issues, the blood is sufficient. Your grace is still available. Your redeeming power can still change the desire. So, God, we trust you today. God, we put our hand in yours today. Make us best men today. In Jesus' name we pray. If you claim that prayer, come on and give God a praise right now. Give him the best praise. Come on and just worship him. I'm the best man today. Come on, dap your brothers up right now. Encourage some of your brothers. Tell them you're the best man. I don't care where you are. You're the best man. Look at your brothers right now. Encourage them. You're the best man. You're going somewhere. God's giving you vision. God's given you authority Somebody say, "Praise the Lord."
1: <sighs> yeah
0: Let's get our deacons now to come and collect our tithes and offering as they're doing that. <laughs> I was wounded. By all ten points tonight. Y'all didn't hear me. I was wounded by every single point tonight. (laughs) Let's put our hands together one more time for Pastor Kinlock. Blessing us. Thank you, men of God.